Previously on In the Moment. So, anyways, I'm setting up for the live shot. I put the I put the wireless headphones in my in my ear, and right. I, I'm talking to the producer. And basically, you are by yourself. You're standing in front of the camera. The producer is in your ear. They say, "Stand by." You stand by. They say, "Cue Blake," and you start talking. You do the whole live shot by yourself. Whoa. Camera, flip this, flip the viewfinder so I can see what my shot looks like, and that is what you do. But it doesn't start there. Okay. 9.45, if you're working a day side shift, you get to day, 9.45, you go to the editorial meeting, you pitch what story that you're going to be working on. So, like, you're pitching a oh, story. Oh, they don't choose for you? No. No, 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 no. Okay. No. On a very slim chance, they might you say, hey. You your stories, right? Yes, it's called enterprising. You are developing sources. You're developing leads. You're developing, you're searching the community for what you think could potentially lead a newscast. So, like, You are the journalist. So yeah. Enterprise don't actually pick you up. Mm-mm. They're not there for you. <laughs> no. Okay. okay. It's, it's all bullshit. Never. <laughs> really, that's it. You try to turn this story, you know, there'd be times I'd bring three story ideas to the meeting. They'd say, no, I don't want any of them. And it's really up to your news director and your producers. And so uh-huh. uh, you bring them there. And if they say no, you better start calling people again to really try to get something. Because it's no... Hey, my story didn't come through today. It is. You got to have a story yeah, yeah. on the time you're supposed to have a story. Yeah. So, okay. and you're in the five o'clock show, whether whether you're Regardless. leading it, whether you're at the end. I mean, this is small. You market. will not get rescheduled. No, no, no. no okay. There's none of that. There's. Okay. I, I thought at first on my first week, like, hey, I couldn't find it. You know, interview fell through, batteries died. He says, okay, it's three o'clock. You still got time? Yeah. Three o'clock. We're two hours from show. Right. I have nothing. So just to kind of paint the picture, I mean, it really is a grind. So that was kind of the day-to-day. And then when you start out, I mean, really, you just get put wherever you got to fill holes. I mean, so I'm working day side. I'm working night side. Sometimes I might work mornings if I'm doing like a Black Friday or something like that. So it's really kind of all over the place. And so you get into the grind of that. And then December rolls around. The morning anchor leaves. And so I see it. And, you know, at this point, I had developed a really close relationship with the other morning co-anchor, Bria. And she says, hey, look, if I'm you at least try to pitch yourself for the job. She was like, I know you you might not have the experience resume wise, but I think you might be able to you, you might be able to just at least be in the running for this. Mm-hmm. And if you're getting the running for that, that's fine because you'll get an anchor test, all that kind of stuff. So we're talking morning anchor, Monday through Friday, five AM to seven AM. Okay. That, I mean that's you know it's a big, big jump. This was quick. So I walk into my news director's office and I say, Hey, Gene, would you know, would you mind if I if I pitch myself for for this job? And uh he kind of looks at me like with a with a with a very stern, confused look, and I said, "He said, what are you talking about?" I was like, "Hey, I know the morning anchor job's open. Do you mind if I go for it?" And he says, "I I feel like this is what he said. I feel like you're trying to ask me for my approval for you to do something." He was like, "At the end of the day, that's not my decision. What's my decision is who gets the job. Who goes out for it is not my decision." Mm. He says, "So if you feel as if you're qualified for it, go out for it." He was like, "And if 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 not." He was like, then don't go out for it. He was like, but what you can't get me to do is try to convince you to go out for something that you want. Mm-hmm. He was like, don't tell yourself no. Let me tell you no. He told you some real shit in that moment. Oh, it was, it was a game changer. Yeah. Went home, developed a, a small little reel. Because at the time, I was doing weekend anchoring. So I was weekend anchoring, weekday reporting. And week, weekend anchoring, I mean, it's, you know, get to work at two. And also, weekend anchoring, you're your own producer. So you produce your own, top, your own show, top to bottom. Really? Yeah. So if our show on Saturday is at 7 o'clock, I get there. Technically on the schedule, 2.45, but when I was starting out, I just moved too slow. So I'd get there on like 12 or 1. You launch this thing called a rundown, and you build your entire show. What am I leading with? What's the big news of the day? And it is so much writing. You do that, and it's a 30-minute newscast. And, of, of course, you have one reporter, and you have, like, different resources online you can use. But, I mean, you are doing a lot of writing, a lot of inputs. You're telling 
the director where to turn the camera. You're telling them where to take audio. Wait a minute. You're directing the director? Literally. <laughs> this is crazy. TV is different. Like, camera yeah. one, is, camera two. Well, yeah. camera you know, <laughs> if I'm directing the director, then your title shouldn't be director. director. It's yeah, not. exactly. It should be taking directions. That's that should be your title. Why is he the director? Are are you are you representing talent right now? I think you'd be a great agent. Me? Yeah, I think. No, you'd be a, why do you think that? I no. need an agent. You want me to? <laughs> <laughs> well, you, why are you trying to flip the script on me? But just rep me just for a little bit because I think that was good. I like how oh, you phrased I can kick doors down and talk to some people yeah, yeah. and use my words to I do like it. That. You know, that's what I do. Yeah, and if anything, I'll just clip that little moment. How did he go from being the phone screener on the show that I was a host of to asking me to be his fucking agent? Hey, Katie? look, 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 you uh, see look, growth look, in front look. of you. I need someone. All right, yeah, I'm no. out here doing big things. Hey. I'm directing directors and I'm out here producing, producing, and um, I'm a journalist, journalist, writing, writing. I thought it was a reunion. This <laughs> shit is a business Listen. meeting for him. <laughs> He's body. different. Hey, Mo, what are you fucking doing back here lately? Are you up to anything? <laughs> You're <laughs> on the shit that I'm up to right now, Blake. But yes, I have room. Big You're body right, I'll be the agent. I used to be dusty. <laughs> Yo, no. Then you then. showed up in that dubbed out buggy. <laughs> Hey, certainly so, I will be the agent for the shortstop of the bridge. You kidding me? <laughs> Don't do Dansby like that. That's not even fair. That's not even fair to him. It's his turn till he shows, baby. I'm so trash. Better ask about you. He's that A for athlete. I'm the furthest thing from that. All right, can you get the third baseman? Okay. Who's that third? Nah, Austin remember Riley. him in Never sports. Mind. You remember his you remember. story with sports. Yeah, with the, he was the quarterback. He got hit in the head with the football and it didn't go his way. That's yeah. what I remember. They did the ring of fire. Remember? And the ring of fire yes. when you're in the circle, and there's somebody in the middle, and they run at you. And the yeah. coach told me to run at him, and I just moved. You're right. Never mind. He just ran right past me. <laughs> you, <laughs> now you got to be the take me out to the ball game guy. Okay. That's yeah, you. Yeah, yeah. There we yeah, go. Yeah, all right. Kill that. Hey, mm-hmm. we all know our roles, and we play it well. Back to it. So, morning anger roll comes available. He gives me that pep talk. I go home. I apply for it. Uh, one, three days later, I found myself on the anchor desk doing an anchor test, which is kind of like how you do. So they do kind of give you a test before they throw you live on air. No. T- yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, that was auditioning for it, essentially. Okay, so auditioning, you. they're bringing in several candidates. People are flying in. They're interviewing several people. That's just part of the test. So mm-hmm. do that. Um, test goes horrible. Horrible. I, I, I was like, I was so awkward. Right. I mean, I was so awkward because I didn't funny. know what I was doing. I mean, I'm, I'm not even sitting up straight. I'm kind of leaned back, slouching. Like, this is not a talk show, sir. Yeah. This is news. Stand up. Sit up. Um, so, I did that for my game show real quick. When I was the game show host, let this be a lesson to people. I, I was trash. At least I thought I was trash. I mean, I didn't have my stance right. I didn't know what to do with my hands. I'm reading the teleprompter. I'm messing up words. Right. But I gave him what I had. Yeah. And I got the job. Right. So sometime... It's all about who you are more than what you do. They can see through that. And right? they can see the vision. Right. Exactly. And first time a teleprompter's going crazy? Yeah. Oh, that is confusing. That's different. Yeah, that I was can... not prepared no, for no, that. No, 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 <laughs> no. No, no, yeah. So it goes horrible. I go back to, the, I go back to the, the news director and I say, hey, that went horrible. Man, I have another one. Literally just ask for another audition. You asked for another one. Yeah. I didn't. I just I was went like, home. I was, like, I, was like, I was like, the worst I could do is say no. Exactly. And at this point, it's almost holiday time, so everybody's about to go home. So in my mind, That's I thought. That's amazing. They're going to make a decision before the holidays because this guy's leaving right after the holidays. So if they don't have anybody in the can, then the co-anchor's left to solo for, a, for potentially a long time. So I just thought, I got to move quick at this. So he says, yeah, sure. So the day— and They let you do another one? They let me do another one the day before I leave for the holidays. Man, when I messed up, I just got in the car and said, fuck it. <laughs> What, must not have been for me. Oh, I was, you <laughs> Better know me. luck next time. <laughs> what can you do? <laughs> you know me. I, I, I'm extremely I like emotional, this. though. Yeah, so so I, was, I, was, I, was, like, I was feeling it. I was, like, I was beating myself up. I was like, man, I ruined it. This sucks. Go back and do another one a week later. Went. I thought, I was like, you know what? I left it all on the table. Whatever happens, happens. You left it all. on that one. I, I felt like I did really. I felt like I did okay. Okay. So I do that, and then I go home for the, for the holiday. 
break, and then I get COVID. What? I remember that. I, I remember COVID. one of the stories you had COVID, and you walked us through it kind of a little bit day by day, how you were yep. feeling. What Got yeah. COVID. And I had vacation time. Vacation time, trash, because I sat on my couch the whole time. They made you take your vacation time? Well, well, honestly, I mean, I had it, and then the year rolled over, and then just had to use my sick days. So this, like, so 2021, I have, like, six hours of sick days left. Just because, you know, when you, at the beginning, you know, you had to be out of quarantine 14 days off rip. Doesn't matter. Right. Symptoms, none of that. So, um, just, yeah, I did that. And the whole time I'm sitting at home on my couch, quarantine, haven't seen anybody. I'm thinking, man, they're, they're going to go ahead and hire somebody. They're not going to wait 14 days for me to come back. In entertainment, the show goes on. The show goes COVID. on. Yeah. And it's like, man, this is very unfortunate. Well, no, oh well. Right. They're going to, they're going to move on. I come back to work after my 14-day quarantine at this point, probably the second week in January. I uh, go about my day, finish up my story. News director calls me at uh, around 12 o'clock. He says, hey, do you mind swinging in my office when you get back from your story? I say, yeah, sure. I swing into his office. He says, hey, uh, candidates, we've, we've reviewed everything. He says, uh, we feel confident moving in the direction, adding you to the morning show. Okay. Do you want to take it? And I, and I was stunned. Look at God. Look at God. Yes, sir. And that was a, that was a really big moment because – at the time, I was just going down there to get an opportunity in television. Right. I, was, I didn't even think about the opportunity of Morning Anchor. That's something years around, years away. So I go down there, and, and then that was a moment. It's like that, like you said at the beginning, like betting on yourself and just yeah. taking a risk and yeah. going after it. And so did that, and then, man, it, it happened. I think I started in like, Jan, like the third week of January, January 25th, I want to say, started on the morning show. Uh, and I used to complain about getting up for this shift. We used to get up at uh, – I used to get here around like 5.30, somewhere yeah, in there. Yeah. 2.30, bro, is when my alarm goes off. In the morning? 2.30. Mm. Huh? It's as painful as it sounds. For what? Wait. Alarm got to stop. You got to relax a long. 2.30? 2.30. It was Are so you, can, When do you go to sleep? Well, when I'm not doing well. Braves. <laughs> well, when, <laughs> that's, no, that's, no, Caitlin, yeah. I can explain that. That's busy shit. See, I've gone through that lately, too. Yep. Every time people are like, when do you go, when do you sleep? I'm like, well, well yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. It's like that. So, set, really, like, ideal time, 7.38. I just, a lot of okay. people go to bed 6, 7. I just yeah. can't. The sun's out. I mean, I'm, I'm not going to bed at dinner time. That's, yo, I struggle to be, mm-hmm. like, I try to be in the bed by mm-hmm. 8.30. Wow. So that I can be knocked out by 9, mm-hmm. 9.30. Mm-hmm. And I get my little eight hours and I'm money, right? Yep. And everybody looks at me like I'm crazy. Yeah. Cause I don't know about you, but I get all of the text and the phone calls and everybody's calling me the moment I tell them, listen... If you, if you try to reach me after 8, it ain't going to happen. Null and void. Do you go through this? Yes. And then I feel bad because I wake up in the morning, I see the missed phone calls, I, miss, I see the missed text messages, and I feel as if I can't respond to them because they're sleeping. But they didn't care about me sleeping. That's the shit right? that pisses me off. Right? They'd be like, oh, you a grandfather. Oh, look at you got to be in a yep. bed. But nobody want to play at 4 in the morning. No. Let's play. Let's go to no, the park. I'm, I'm Let's go down the slide. Yeah, Let's tennis. talk. Yeah. Literally. Yeah, nobody <laughs> wants to dance at 4 in the morning. No. Yeah, but you, was, then, you was big man last night. I'm thinking about you, and I don't want to wake you up, and I don't text nope. you back. So I forget to text you back, and then nope. you get hit with the not texting me back. A hundred percent. Because I'm thinking about you. Talk and to these that's people, where man. y'all are doing it wrong, because I still will send a voice memo at 4 a.m. Like, what's up? Sorry, I missed your message, but this is what I have to say. I can't tell you how many times I will see the phone ring and I'm still up. And I'm like, no. I'm not going to answer no. it off of the principle of the fact that you know damn yes. well you shouldn't be calling me yes. at this point. And it's never an emergency. Never. One and of these days, I'm afraid it's going to be in an emergency right. and I made the wrong decision. Yep. But every time I answer, hey, what you doing? Yep, I'm sleeping. Yes, that's what I'm doing. And I dare you to throw the course of my melatonin off. Facts. <laughs> Will you talk to these people? You know, I dare you. You know what pisses me off more when you answer and they go, hey, are you sleeping? Yeah, I was. Thank you. Oh, I, I get. So, well, 
2.30. I'm at work by 3.30. Get to work at 3.30. Hey, hear this, right? I ought to quit in two weeks. No, no, no. You know, this, this, is, this is radio, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. We have to do these things called morning radio, where we go and we find three news stories of the day. I write the script. I produce the script. I go into the voice booth. I record the script, edit the script, download it, send it to the radio station in town. Are you kidding me? No. Then I go back to my desk, read all the scripts for the morning. We have a morning show producer. Shout out Addison. She's great. Then at 4.30, I go into the bathroom because there's not a makeup room, and I put my makeup on in the bathroom. How is there no makeup room where, like, you're on TV? In a... It's a smaller market. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. Right, that makes okay. Sense. All right. So damn you. If you if you find in a smaller market, you really about that. Mm-hmm. Like that ain't makeup. You ain't even have a room for that. Like that's really how you give it up. Mm-hmm. Okay. Say less. Mm-hmm. And Pay like attention, the, Katie. The light. I'm... The lights in the in the bathroom have makeup lights, so you get that experience. <laughs> <At least> they... <laughs> okay. But it, it, just to paint the picture, is like this is really like you know, and so really when this you think the about this, yeah. it's like you know, leaving the Burt Show. Mm. For you know, for this, it's like this is really a gamble. Did I make you, the right decision? You don't know if this is going to work. Even with the great opportunity of the morning show, I'm still there. I don't yeah. know where this goes from here. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, and sizes of markets. Just to get a little TV specific for you, TVs are ranked in markets. Atlanta's like market six or seven. Columbus is market one twenty eight. And so to think, at a point in time, I interned wow. and worked part time as a producer. Yeah, in number six market, like that's a crazy thing. And so I think. It, it really was a gamble. It was just betting on yourself. And then, you know, I think, you know, even just being full transparent, I think with the pandemic, I so badly wanted to pursue television. You guys knew this. I mean, yeah. I, we talked yeah, about definitely. this for, for forever. And in my mind, I just thought somehow, some way, it's just going to happen being in Atlanta. Mm-hmm. That's not how it works. Mm-mm. No, no, no. This is, this is, this is, people go, people move and do crazy things to, to work their way up. And I think for some way, I just thought, oh, I'm already in Atlanta. Maybe I get to skip that step. And I think the pandemic showed me, no, you probably don't get to skip the step. Maybe if the pandemic didn't happen, maybe something else would have transpired. But in the pandemic, I thought, you know what, if, if, if I'm going to do it, now's the time to do it. And I think, too, at the time when you have this dream, and maybe you can speak to this, Mo, when you, know, when you were in New York, you, you have this dream, you want to pursue it, you're not pursuing it. And so at the same time, you begin to grow feelings of bitterness for everyone around you who is following their dreams. Mm-hmm. And it's like, man, it's just not fair. And you try to start playing the victimized. Oh, it's not. How, how did it happen for them? Mm-hmm. And I think the for pandemic sure. like created that in me. Like, it's like I'm not doing anything because, you know, pandemic, we were forced to stay at home, lost every gig. I, you guys know I was doing a lot of freelance stuff here in Atlanta, kind of make make you know, a little bit of money on the side. All that goes away. Well, I don't want this to sound as if I'm bragging because I'm not. I'm really not. But I do think that there is something too when your dreams are a little bigger. Mm-hmm. You're going to have to be a little more patient. Mm-hmm. Right. Because I do remember that time in my life when it seemed as if everybody around me was, they were getting to it. Right. They were figuring their dreams out very early. And I always felt like, damn, why am I not there? And you start to run this race that you believe you are supposed to run with your peers. Right. And then you start allowing comparison to be be a thief of your joy. Literally. As Kristen always says on a bird show. Right. And then as I got older, and it took me longer, and I went through all of these phases of, being broke and be, even sleeping outside of my car and having nothing and everybody else doing so fine. Once I finally got to it and I realized like, oh, my dreams were a lot bigger. Yep. And then my dreams started to finally come to fruition. And I said, okay, I realized I was in a race, but it was a whole different race. Right. 
they got to theirs a lot sooner because they were more attainable. Right. So when your dreams are just a little bit more, typically you're going to go through more and it's going to take you longer. Right. When you understand that, I think you can understand that you can you can appreciate the journey. The journey, that's how. A yep. little more. You know what I'm saying? Yep. So I, can't, I, I, I completely understand that. I mean, it's, it's crazy, too, because, you know, at the same time, and it's like, for me... I was I, I was pursuing something I wasn't really even in the arena for. And so I think that's what used to keep me up at night was like, man, Bert is telling me time and time again, you want to do TV, you got to go do TV. Yeah. This is not TV. And the whole time I'm like, I don't want to leave the Bert show. He's like, okay, well, either you don't want to leave the Bert show or you want to go do TV. Which one is it? You know, you, you can't have both. You can't do both. And so, you know, the pandemic, I think for me, just created a moment where I'm like, man, if I'm going to do this, I got to I got to get in the arena. And if getting in the arena means going to a small market in the middle of nowhere and betting on myself and seeing what happens, then that's what I've got to do. And so that that has been literally what this year has been: jumping, jumping, afraid, mm. going after it, betting on myself. You know. And at the end of the day, the verdict is still out. I don't know if this is going to work. See, I learned so much in just sitting here listening to you speak about this journey, right? Because for one, I learned that. You got to keep jumping. Mm -hmm. That's key. Because a lot of people feel like, oh, all right, they say you got to jump. And then you jump, and then you start, now you're flying. Yep. And once you learn that you can fly, you think, oh, now money. Nah, fam, turbulence going to come. Mm -hmm. mm. At some point, that turbulence going to test you. Yep. And you got to want to keep flying. Because mm -hmm. you're going to want to land. <laughs> right. Once you realize you can fly, it's dope until you realize you can fall. <laughs> yep. And you're like, oh, shit, that's scary, too. And depending on the airline, the turbulence might be a little different. If you want spare, I, I almost said too much. See? I almost said too much. Shout out to Delta. I love y'all. I'm gold now. You can't you're tell me like shit. Them. Ever since I became a gold <laughs> member, boy. <laughs> hey, gold member. Hey. I saw Scott Priority on my ass. <laughs> Delta ain't never did me no harm. Hi, Delta. <laughs> Who needs a title when you're gold? You know what I'm saying? I'm putting that on my LinkedIn profile when I get Listen, it. Listen, man, that's, <laughs> that's real, right? You yeah. have, when you jump, when you decide to jump, you have to keep jumping. Yep. You say you also said you have to believe in yourself. Mm -hmm. Man, so many people, as easy as that seems, as simple as it seems like that would be, to believe in yourself, that is the hardest shit for so many people. Right. To simply say, I'm going to bet on me. This looks great. But I'm going to bet on me. There are so many success stories where someone walked away from 20 million, 50 million, and everyone around them said, you're bugging. But then they turned out to make a billion. Ooh. You see what I'm mm -hmm. saying? Because they believed in themselves. Right. That's huge. Yep. And so many people don't understand that. And you, you got that at an age I didn't have it. Mm -hmm. I did not have that at your age. I did not believe in myself. I believed in what everyone was telling me. Right. Which was keeping me from believing in myself. And I think a lot of people struggle with that. I think that's also a part of your journey. Yeah. So you continue to jump after you jumped. Because the, the good thing is, it's kind of like money in a sense, because I feel like the hardest thing in the world is to make a million dollars. But once you make a million... We talked about this before. Yep. Two million ain't that, ain't that, mm -hmm. ain't that rough. It's yep. not that far-fetched. You see what I'm saying? So right. that first jump is crazy. It's yep. the hardest shit you're going to ever do. Right. But once you realize, like, I'm good... You're going to be ready to jump. Right. You can't wait for somebody to challenge you. You almost get anxious about you, jumping you again. Ready to, you're like, I'm not jumping. Right. It's feeling too good on this ledge. Exactly. I need to jump I off need to something. Chill a little bit. It, did you feel that? Yeah, I think definitely. You know, and, and, and I think, too, you know, part of that, you know, even coming on and doing, doing the Braves thing, you know, I think people don't even realize. But, uh, well, one, before we get to that, I think I want to say, too, to your point, and I think you're a, you're a big advocate for this, but because you used to tell me this all the time. Nobody can see your vision like you can see your vision. That's and I think fact. trying to communicate that to someone, 
you know, when they don't see it the way you see it, that can create insecurities in you. And so yeah. you start to second guess yourself like, oh, maybe it's not going to work because so-and-so doesn't see it that way. Right. That's no, big. That's not true. It, no one can see your vision like you can. No. It's not their vision. It's yours. No, it's yours. And so you have to believe in it wholeheartedly to go for it. Like this is me saying, hey, I'm putting it all on the line. Mm-hmm. I'm moving to this small town, middle of nowhere, by myself, no friends, no family. Let's just see, let's let's see what happens here, mm-hmm. you know. And so I, I think that that was a that was a big a big component of it. But uh, I mean, you know, and even too, you know, I think and you your story is a big testament to this. I mean, thinking you know, worked in the mailroom at iHeart in right. New York, getting looked over after opportunity after opportunity after opportunity. Mm-hmm. A guy named Bert finds you, brings you down here. Yeah, the opportunity might seem great, but you're moving away from your family. All of it. Jumping afraid. Yeah. And so I'm like, I, I do think it's important to mention, like, there is so much of your journey that I have to pay homage to and respect because you did it so, to me, effortlessly. I appreciate that. I mean, I remember when I was an intern sitting behind you on the couch in the old studio. Yeah. Like, I, that was like the first couple of months that you came to Atlanta. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, I think it's, part partially, I think it's just surrounding yourself with people who are going to go after it. You do. That's huge. Right? You know? And we learned a lot of those same lessons on mm. the journey. I think a lot of what you're saying now, that was a lot of the lessons I learned on my journey when I first got to the bird show. Right. And, that, and like you said, that's key. And it's timing. It's everything. Like we spoke about timing earlier because um, last week, that's what I did for my podcast. I did an episode on the four most influential moments of my life and wow. how I got from where I started to where I am to where I want to go. And like you said, bro, coming to Atlanta... To do this show, I've never done radio. Right. How many people can say that their first opportunity to do radio was a morning show, number one right. morning show? Exactly. How many people can say that they were going to be the only black guy in the room? Yep. This journey is very specific to me. Yep. It's not, I couldn't go anywhere for help. No. No one could give me advice. Right. And everybody wanted to see me be the most amazing radio person from day one. Right. They didn't even give me time. You know what I'm saying? So I, I understand. You have to go through that. Right. To know what that what that really feels like. And if you've never been that level of uncomfortable, right, where you are pretty much putting yourself in situations where you're not sure if you can do it, you don't even know. You don't even know. You, you keep convincing yourself every day you have to wake up and tell yourself, I can do this shit. Right. But you don't really know, which causes a lot of nights where you cry alone and you start yep. to wonder if you made the worst decision you could ever fucking make. You call your mom. You call your mom. You call your grandma. You call whoever's yep. close to you. Like, I done made a mistake. I'm yep. wilding. I'm packing. I'm coming home. I'm coming home. And they go sit your ass down. Yep. You ain't going nowhere. Or the worst part is they say, yeah, you can come home. And it's like, you don't need that You enabler, don't need that. You know? My grandma was like, no, you're not. Yeah. Ain't shit here for you. <laughs> I remember that conversation like yesterday. When you was here, you weren't the happiest either. What the hell you gonna come here for? <laughs> At least over there, you ain't broke. You exactly. better keep your ass over nah. there. keep your ass over there until you figure it out. When I started to doubt myself, that's when my mom was like, all right, you can come on, come on. Thank come, you. Come to Tennessee. And I was like, mom, are you serious? Like, just come to Tennessee. I was like, Nah, I'm Literally. not. <laughs> it, was, it, was, it was a good option that she she offered me that in a time where net. I was like, right. yeah. Mm-hmm. She offered me that safety net, and it's when she offered me that safety net that I realized I don't need the safety Ooh. net. Mm. See, that's but real for you. Because a lot of people would have took the safety net. Yes. But I think it's twice. important to think it plays with your head a little bit. Mm-hmm. She's like, I see this opportunity. I mom can do is, it. I've listened to mom my entire life. My mom's the same way. Maybe I should come home. Mm-hmm. But you can't, because what if you would have went home? You're what not full time, full time producing on the bird show. So many people number one show in Atlanta. Yep. Boom. That that wouldn't have happened. And at that time, I was part time. I was new to figuring out what I wanted to do. New to figuring out what my goals are, and it was hard for me to navigate. My mom was like, "Well, you can just come home, and we're gonna be good." 
mm-hmm. then that's when I realized, no, I need to do this for myself. I need to learn this, learn this lesson, go on this journey for myself if I want to grow right. and be better as a person and figure out what I need to do for my own career. Yep. Thank you for the safety net, Mom. I appreciated that. Right. But it's nice to know that that's there. Uh-huh. Yeah. But I got to go figure this out. It's but not as needed an adult, right now. I got to go figure out my own struggles. Yeah. Yep. I got to fight my own battles. Yep. And but, I think too, you know, I think an important point point to mention is obviously talking talking to Bert and you know, you hear Bert's story. I'm like, this guy went all over the country doing radio. Facts. I mean, had to work his way up through the different ranks, was a producer, you know, did some stuff behind the scenes to try to convince them that he could he could do, he could be on air. And so I'm like, when I hear that, when I hear Bert talk about his journey, I'm like, man, I have so much life to live. I had somehow convinced myself that being part-time here was going to be the only step on my journey. And this is going to get me to all my hopes and desires. No, that's so selfish to think. Yeah, for there, sure. There is so much life to live. I have so many dues to go and pay. But that's so why you many. never realized how ahead of the game you were. Me and Bert saw it. Of course, he saw it. He's older than I am. I'm older than you. So I looked at you like, man, shut up. You bugging. Mm-hmm. Like, I thought it was funny that you thought you so, bugging. You, are, you got so much life to live. What are you doing? Right. Like, you you know what I mean? But But the fact that... It meant that much to you. Mm-hmm. That's what moved me. Mm-hmm. Because when I was your age, I didn't have peers like that. Mm-hmm. That was just me, bro. Like right. I was the only person who, like, I, I told a story on my podcast about when Jay-Z first walked into the room. It was a big deal for me. Mm-hmm. Because all of the men in that studio, and this was before Jay-Z was Jay-Z. He was on his way to be who he is now. He wasn't Hove yet. He was Jay-Z. Okay. And he walked in the studio and he felt the way because everybody in this room was in, sitting in a million-dollar studio playing 2K. Mm. And I was the only one there that was actually working on music. But that was my peers. Right. Yo, let's smoke. Let's drink. Let's go be around the women. Let's. My thing, like, I'm trying to get to it. Yes. All of this will be there yep. if I take care when of this. When I get to it. Exactly. But y'all doing this now, and then later in life, y'all going to be lost. Yep. I always had that vision. I didn't have the people around me yep. to, like, remind me that I wasn't bugging. I thought I was crazy. Right. And then you fast forward some years. Some pain, some struggles, some tears, some all of that. Yeah, my vision wasn't too bad. And time is of the essence. But like, you, yeah, you don't have. We really don't have time to waste. No, and no, no. So you kind of have to go for it, like you were saying. You have to. Yep. You know what messed me up? It's funny you bring this up, right? Because rest in peace to Michael K. Williams. Used to be in a wire actor who just passed away, and mm-hmm. he said something that that messed me up because I watched a sunset for the first time in my life when I was in Aruba. Never did that before. And he said, if you, you see ever... How he, you see how he casually said Aruba? In Aruba. Don't do that. Don't do Never that. Never did no, 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 that. No, 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 I had to tell you no, what the no, sunset no. was. We, we forgot. This is, this is in the moment. Come on, man. Don't, <laughs> don't do that. Don't do Katie. that. Don't do that. In Aruba, by nah, the way. Katie, where was chilling. he at? Oh, okay. In Aruba. With my feet kicked Hold on. Up. Let me get a map. Where is Aruba? In Aruba. I don't even think I know where is Drinking drinks out of pineapples. Hold on Pineapples. Drink fire while you playing. I got to stop Oh, that was a good... And drink out the pineapple, though. We why are you on. looking up a rule, but that's In not Aruba. the point I was trying to make I, here. I failed AP Geography. I knew <laughs> context. <laughs> Y'all don't do this, man. Just Come know on. it was in Aruba. Come in, on. We're in the moment, baby. Aruba. Bird Show don't even <laughs> offer button-ups. 
Blake got on an Atlanta Braves button up with the pocket. Yeah, listen, he's different. <laughs> because y'all get 50 it's weeks sweat, vacation. Wait, it's the sweat-resistant one, too, for me. Yo, that's, that's the, the, you, that's that's the material? one. What's the material? I, I, I don't know. What, that's the material. You could play golf. You could go to the library. You could read. You could play soccer. It don't matter. The shirt is good for everything. Don't even worry about Yeah, job interview. The all-purpose. with your people. You know what I mean? Like, whatever you want to do. Your button up is ready. You there. Date Listen, night. And I'm wearing it when I go to Aruba. Continue. Facts. You'll be there next week. Don't do that. <laughs> if you taking me. <laughs> Let's go. Come on. Fam, Aruba. First of all, if you if you haven't if you've never been to Aruba, Aruba is fire. We haven't. Okay. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. There we go. All right, fine. We're going. <laughs> Let's do the next reunion in Aruba. Say less. All right. Man. I'll pay for you, you pay for Katie. <laughs> <laughs> pay it for it. <laughs> Paying forward. You know, that's how it I goes. almost took the bait, Katie. Oh, now Blake don't want to be bait. successful. Now he ain't doing that great in life. You see how quick it changed? You see? Yo. He's about to be like, all right, go on that way. Wait. Listen, yeah. The IRS has me on speed dial, okay? Nah, I know, right? That first one, that first fight you have with them, listen, they punch boop, hard. Boop, 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 boop. I can't fight as good as I thought I could. <laughs> they start calling from different numbers? Yeah, hold up. They start talking to you in slang. Hey, what's up, Mo? You good? It's the IRS here. I just want to let you know. <laughs> Yo, yo, fam. <laughs> How you even get this number? This is my trap phone. <laughs> How y'all call my trap phone? <laughs> yo, the IRS different. Stop saying yo, their name. They like Candyman. Yeah, Don't say that shit, man. <laughs> hey, wait, pop up I think I see ass. somebody outside. Do we know this person? <laughs> wait a second. Hey, <laughs> so you work for you work here? Yeah. Oh shit. All right, listen. So the, you in Aruba. The point I was making <laughs> was uh, Michael K. Williams, in I believe it was his last post, talked about his his mortality, and it took for him to watch the sunset to realize how fast life really moves. Mm-hmm. And it's true because I woke up to watch the sunset, like I said, and it was the first time I ever did it, and it was over like that. It's the most beautiful thing you'll ever see, but like it's over like that. Yeah, and then you're like, oh, okay, that was it. That's your life. Yep. Because there's some proverb that says, enjoy every sunset, every chance you get to see it, because it might be the last one you see. Yep. And you really get a sense of, damn, this thing is... It's quick. It's a blip. Yep. When you really think of how big time is, I mean, how long human beings have existed, the time that we're here, you're here and you're gone. Gone. And if COVID hasn't taught you that... Oh, my goodness. If COVID hasn't taught you that we have no time to waste... And if it didn't help you find your passion, like right. you spoke on, something ain't right. I swear to y'all, I'm legit. Pick of the litter, but really been through some shit. Before every stand-up show, I've learned to sit and think about the days I really wanted to quit. So it's it's like every show is my last. Can't break everything that I want is glass. Chasing all this money while outrunning my past for a future like a future. This shit that you gotta pass, Sheikah. Probably be so much more than I ask But the thing about having class is really there ain't a class uh, If it's anything that I learned They gon' hate you for it all Even the stuff you were When taking all these same day trips wasn't a thing I was married to the phone Praying that it would ring Oof. Battles that I done fought I done been through this shit too long To come up short I used short. to want it all like the money in a chain Till I learned that all money ain't the same 